Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast and Radio Show. Coming to you on this Saturday here with a very old blog, a throwback. As I'm looking at my photos, I'm like, man, you're a skinny little turd. I mean, I was in good shape, but man, my face. I look so young, too. I look old as hell now. I look like, just like Bruce Willis. Anyways, uh, the, the podcast today, we're talking about your, uh, your relationship with food. And uh, the commitment and the sacrifice a lot of you guys have to make and you have to be willing to make not just for today and tomorrow but for the rest of your life and it's there's going to be ebbs and flows in there you're going to eat better some days and worse some days but in the cumulative in the macro um, can you make it a lifestyle something sustainable forever and obviously there's a lot of problems with being healthy there's a lot of factors that go into it Um, obviously people making time for activity in the gym and for movement is a huge struggle for a lot of you out there because you don't value it at the level that you should But if you're listening to this, I would bet that you guys are already part of a coaching program, part of a gym. You maybe watch my stuff on YouTube and Instagram and you follow it and you integrate some of it and uh, you have some friends who are into physical activity. And obviously nowadays, there's more gyms and coaching programs that there's ever been in the history of time. So I think more people are active than ever. People still give the bullshit excuses of why they can't make it and do it. But for the most part, we are more active. So if you're one of those people who are already making time for the gym and physical activity, the X factor for you is probably your food and probably your relationship with food and how you think about it and how you deal with it and how you go about it every single day. And it's tough, man, because it's a battle you have to win all the time. It's always going to weigh on your mind. And, and if you're like me, you probably think about food, you know, almost 24-7. And, you know, what am I, I going to eat my next meal? What's it going to be? Uh, what's the... The next time I can eat something that I really want to, that's going to you know blow my macros out of the water, and I, I really can enjoy it. And uh, I think that's it's it's a struggle that I'm going to deal with for the rest of my life. I think we all have eating disorders to some degree. I think very very few people have a a ridiculously amazing relationship with food. It's always going to be give and take. At this point in my life, I understand that food is not just for enjoyment, um, which that has its place too. But food is to fuel me and heal my body and make it think and move and feel and grow the way I want it to. And it can give me energy or it can take away my energy. It can make me stronger or it can make me weak. It can make me healthier or it can make me sick. Um, and it's, it's, my, it's giving my body either what it needs or what it doesn't need to create the things that it wants or doesn't want. And you guys have to get to that standpoint. And obviously, I think how we're parented in life matters uh, obviously how our attitude is towards the world and uh, you know how we see things you know uh, and especially how we eat um, if you grew up like in an Italian family and you did the huge family style meals or you grew up in a house where they said finish everything on your plate or like I would always do the thing like there's kids starving in the world and you're not eating this I'm like well what the fuck am I going to do ship them the food right now like it's not going to help them anyway uh, I was never a fan of like you know eating past full or eating to clean your plate even though that's what a lot of um, families did at least when I grew up or if you're like me, you grew up in a house where, you no know, offense to my family, like they weren't educated on nutrition or food. My parents had no fucking clue about healthy eating or macros or, or anything at all. And again, I give them a pass in some regards. They didn't have the internet. They didn't go to college for it. They didn't have access to as many resources as I do and I had. So I grew up in a house where, you know, eating grilled cheese and French fries and, and dousing everything in ranch and eating, you know, breakfast cereal and Pop-Tarts and drinking four sodas a day and eating Mr. Freeze until your face, you know, fell off. Like, that was the norm. And I'll probably always love that shit. I've talked about it before. I'll, I'll probably always love, like, the ghetto-ass Kraft macaroni and cheese. Only the spirals, though. I don't ever like the normal-shaped. The spirals somehow tasted better. Even though I know they didn't, um, I just feel they did. It's kind of like when you cut a sandwich, right? Either you're a person who cuts it down the middle like a weirdo or you're a person who cuts your grilled cheese in triangles. 
Yeah, bro. That's the real stuff. So my point being is I grew up eating all that shit, and at some level, I still like it. I still love Pop-Tarts, dude. I haven't had a Pop-Tart in probably like 10 years, and I still like think about them like they're amazing. Now, I might eat one today and think it tastes like shit, but if I had a bet, I bet it would still taste pretty amazing to me. My point being is I grew up that way. I'm going to have to fight me not grabbing and eating that cheap shit every single day I go to the grocery store, and it's always in front of me. And you guys have your own struggles and your own battles, the things that your grandma fed you or your parents fed you or the stuff you had in the house. You were, you grew up on that. You're used to eating a certain way. And I don't know if it's like a Steve Jobs quote or, or a Bill Gates quote. He's like, you know, if you're if you're born broke, you know, that's not your fault. If you die broke, that's your fault. And I parallel that with the food. It's like if you grew up with shitty eating habits, it's not your fault. But if you die with shitty eating habits, now that is your fault because you have a choice you can change. You can only blame your, your family and your parents and your background so much. At some point, you got to be a grown-ass adult and be like, you know what? I can take control of this shit. No one's telling me what to eat or when to eat or how to eat it. I have to be the one who makes the commitment and sacrifice to changing my habits and changing my life. A lot of you guys have done it in a lot of different areas. You know, My family didn't grow up educated. Nobody in my household graduated from college but me. I changed it for myself because I wanted something different for my life. And you guys have to do the same thing with the food. Um, and it's not easy. I, I feel you. I really do. I have all the same struggles you do. I might make it look easier um, because I've mentally trained my brain at this point. And I have so many external motivators. If you guys had all the stuff coming your way that I did in terms of money, monetary, I mean, that's a, that's a huge one alone. And uh, all the platforms and stuff I get to be on and it would help you a little bit more, but it is still really, really hard for me. And I struggle with it just like you guys do. I fight myself every fucking day um, of why I should eat this and why I shouldn't eat that. And so the blog that I wrote here, um, it's just talking about how your relationship with food is the most important factor when it comes to probably your fitness and your health and building a body and a healthy lifestyle that you want. Because it's not about just how we look. It's, it's a lifestyle forever. And it's how we feel. I mean, I can't stress you guys enough. I could not do this shit. I cannot train the way I do. I cannot interact with people the way I do. I cannot podcast like this, write the amount of content I'm writing, show up you know, on little sleep, get on camera, and just rip it if I didn't feel good. And, and that only comes from me eating a certain way. And so for you guys, depending on, how, on what kind of shape you want to be in, you're going to have to sacrifice you know, some or more, most of your vices if you truly want to succeed. And what I mean is if you just want to drop 30 pounds, you can still eat a lot of shit. If you're super active and just mindful of your macros most of the days, if you want to be have ripped up abs um, and be on the cover of magazines, you're going to have to live a completely different lifestyle. And I'm going to talk about this on a blog. Maybe I'll bring Lex back or somebody, um, but we'll talk about this in great detail of like, you know, what it really takes to be at the upper, upper, upper levels of, of fitness and not just, you know, performance, but vanity wise too. And uh, my point being is a lot of people, you guys, your friends and family who aren't in great shape. They eat, you know, for enjoyment. I think most of society does. They eat just for enjoyment and just to socialize and just to have fun. And I'm not saying there isn't a time and place for that. That's fine. I'm going to go out to dinner tonight with my homie uh, and his wife, and we haven't seen them in a long time. And I plan for it, obviously. And I'm probably going to have a couple of drinks uh, just because it makes everybody, you know, feel more comfortable at the table. And, uh, you know, we'll do chips and salsa. And they have this, the best table side guac at this place. And it's just a really fun place. And my wife and I like to take people. And uh, I'll probably eat a bunch of shit that I don't normally do. But that's my one thing for the week. And for me, I might do one or two meals per week that are not ideal. But I plan for it. I put myself in a deficit. I train today a certain way because of it. And then tomorrow I'll wake up and I'll, I'll kind of go by my life because I'm in a certain level of shape and I want to keep it that way. And again, 
it's me having fun, but really understanding the give and take of it and what I can and what I can't do. Now, for you guys, if you truly want to you know, live a healthy lifestyle, you really just have to be mindful of what you're doing and what you're willing to sacrifice and what you're not willing to sacrifice. I think if you're you know, a woman or a man out there and you're looking to just drop a few pounds, maybe kicking the sweets, maybe not eating as much fast food, maybe controlling the macros, We'll get you there. And again, that's you. Maybe, you know, if it's the 80 20 rule, 80% of the time you guys are crushing it, 20% of the time you eat shit, or two, three, four meals a week, you eat like shit. The other 15 meals you eat are perfect. Awesome. That might work for you. If you're a guy who's, you know, skinny looking to get jacked up, you probably can't miss a meal, dude. You probably got to really eat to put on size. Or if you're a dude who's bigger but he wants to be shredded, really being mindful of your macros, really doing what you have to do in order to get there is going to be key. And if you're like me, Early on, um, when I didn't have any money or resources, I learned how to choke down endless cans of tuna mixed with oatmeal um, and drinking protein shakes like they were water. And that's kind of how I had to do it. Um, But again, for some of you guys, if if the goal is not that crazy, um, you don't have to do really crazy stuff. Um, But again, when you're doing things and you guys are changing habits in front of friends and family, um, they're going to look at you like a freak. They're going to think you're weird and you're strange. And how could they understand when their only real meal prep is like, hey, can I get a Snickers or Pop-Tarts out of the vending machine or hit the drive-thru on the way home? Eating the way some of you guys are going to have to change to eat is going to be a challenge, and it's a challenge that never ends. Um, It's a demanding task, and the most glorious moments and the biggest wins are going to be internal ones. And I think that's the tough part for a lot of you guys because nobody's ever going to congratulate you for passing on a fucking cupcake. Let me say that again. Nobody is going to congratulate you guys for skipping happy hour or passing on a cupcake. In fact, they're probably going to laugh behind your back for doing so, or they're going to try to goad you into drinking with them or eating shit with them to drag you down them or tell you, oh, it's okay. You can do it this one time. The problem is you can do it this one time turns into 97 times. That's what it is. It's you guys being diligent. So Pay those people no mind. They're not awake like you're awake at 5 a.m. run through group workouts. They're not deadlifting like you. They're not pushing sleds like you. They're not squatting like you and sweating like you and doing everything that you're doing. So you have to take solace in your commitment and your sacrifice because it's your journey and it's yours alone. And I think that's what's really hard for people in terms of making healthy eating choices because it's not sexy. We don't post it on Instagram. We don't post it on Facebook. We don't shout out to the world, hey, man, I ate really well for seven days in a row. We don't congratulate people for that, which I think we really should. And we also, we don't really don't make it public. If uh, someone buys a new car, we're like, oh, my God, congratulations, super cool. What is so super fucking cool about that? You worked, you made money, you bought a vehicle. It's not a great fucking accomplishment. Everybody does it. There's millions of cars driving around every day. But for you... You took four days and ate within your macros of proteins, vegetables, and healthy fats. That's fucking impressive. That's amazing. There's far more people out here driving cars around with money that they earned and bought it or took out a loan for, for that matter, finance it. Now they have a car and we congratulate them like it's some epic fucking prize. But yet, very few people, and I believe this, very few adults have ever, for three or four days in a row, ate proteins green vegetables, and healthy fats only. I, I really, there's not many adults who have ever done that because they're always throwing in some bag or box shit, some processed stuff, having a bunch of drinks, whatever it is. And that's the crazy thing. So just know you guys that your most glorious wins and your biggest moments are going to be internal unless you share them with your coach or you're part of accountability groups and things that we do. Um, I think that's why the communities we create online are so successful because everybody's kind of in a struggle, you know, together even though it's alone they're in a struggle with the entire group and they can share like hey man i you know i ate perfect today or hey i had one little mess up but my other five you know meals were perfect and 
you can share in each other's success and each other's victories. And the same thing, like if you guys, you know, have struggles, you can share in that as well. But just know one of the hardest parts about you guys, you know, committing and sacrificing and skipping happy hours and eating different things at lunches and dinners when your your coworkers and your friends and family are doing stuff that you're not doing, you're going to have to pat yourself on the back because they are not going to do it for you. Um, you might have one or two people in your corner really rooting you on, but for the most part, they're going to laugh, they're going to talk shit, they're not going to understand it. But you can't pay them any mind, man, because you have a bigger goal in front of you. And you just got to keep fucking pushing, dude. You just do. And it, it's not its not their fault. It's not for them to understand it. I can't tell you enough. And, I, and I've shared this story before. Like, my best friend uh, in the world, I remember, you know, probably, it's, it has to be like seven or eight years ago, you know, at this point, probably seven, eight years ago, he's like, hey, man, when are you going to stop eating like this? And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, you know, when are you just going back to like normal life? And I'm like, well, dude, this is my normal life now. This is the person I am. This is who I've become. The guy you knew before who used to wake up and put a chew in and like maybe, you know, eat a pizza and have seven beers for the day. Like that dude's dead. Like that that life is over for me. My old life of addiction and habits and, and, and shitty living doesn't exist anymore. And it took me a long time to kick a lot of those habits, you guys. But now here I sit. And uh, that's why I think I can relate to all of you guys when you send me messages and your struggles and what you're fucking up with because I was you. And I am you, and I'm still that person. I have to fight it every single day, and it's really hard. And so I, I truly do have empathy for it. But at some point, you got to get so sick and fucking tired of your horse shit that you just you stop doing it, and you just really do a hard stop, and you make a change. And not that it's going to be perfect, but you really just have to get fed up with doing the same shit over and over and over again. And I was stuck there. Not you guys, not just in eating, but with everything in my life, I really was. And uh, I say that, and I'll do a podcast on this too. Like before I was Jeremy Scott Fitness, if you will, like because that's that's how I think about it. Um, it was really tough for me to, to make the shift and change. And so I know it's going to be tough for you guys, but it can be done. Um, it just takes you really caring about yourself and really putting yourself first, not putting your job first and your career first and your kids first or your wife first. It's about putting you first. And it's not selfish. But by you doing that, everybody else is going to thrive. And it's not about what we say. It's a lot of times about what we do. And I love my old man. He's great. And he probably told me like in life, maybe he gave me maybe like three legitimate verbal pieces of advice, if that, if you will. But his actions, dude, what he did, what I could see him do, that shit rubbed off on me. The work ethic, the, the crazy amount of being responsible and handling your business and doing shit like a grown fucking man. I saw that stuff. And that's how I live my life. And so you guys will be the same way. You're not taking away from your coworkers or your friends or your family or your kids by doing this. You're giving them a gift, you guys, that is worth more than anything you could ever tell them because you're showing them by your actions. You're taking control of your health and living your life and valuing it, and they fucking see that. Even if you never told them about it, told them what to eat or how to train or what to do, it's ingrained in them. I see it with the parents who bring their kids here, and the kid just want to, wants to work out next to mom and work out next to dad and be active and ride the bike with them and do jumping jacks and all the cool shit. That kid at 25 will remember, even if they don't consciously know, subconsciously they'll remember it forever. It's ingrained in them. And I promise you guys, it's the same with the way you eat and the way you live your life. The same thing if you have six beers every day at home. Your kid sees that shit. I'm not saying it's, it's right or wrong. I'm not telling you how to live your life, but they see what you do. I, I see everything my mom and dad ever did my whole life, you know, for better or for worse. And uh, I can choose to take the good stuff or the bad stuff. But if you show them more good things than not, like I promise you guys, they're going to feel it. The next thing, you get, in terms of this, when you guys are out there, you have to understand like eating healthy 
frustrates me just as much as it frustrates you guys. And it's you guys understanding that, you know, in the, in your moments of weakness, when they creep in, you have to just try to stay strong and eating really healthy and being diligent. Um, it grinds away at you guys and it, and it can beat your ass. If you let it, um, you have to find a couple things that you like and you enjoy, whether you guys, you know, find a, a coach or, um, a meal frequency plan or a certain eating style or whatever it is. So you can enjoy little things, whether you're, you know, eating little things you like every day, whether you're, you know, eating perfect every day and then doing, you know, treat or cheat meals. It's finding a system and a pattern and a habit that works for you. Um, and you guys are going to have to sacrifice, um, and sometimes sacrifice more and more and more. And for some of you, genetics is real. Some of you have great genetics and you can get away with more shit. Some of you have worse genetics and you can get away with less shit. That's just life. Um, and I can't really help you out with that. It just is what it is. There's certain things I can get away with that other friends can't. There's other people I know who can get away with way more shit than me. Um, you just take the good with the bad. And what you guys have to ask yourself, you know, you're dedicating so much without a huge reward up front. But just know the things you're doing today are going to pay off a year from now, two years from now, three years from now, five years from now. It's just like you guys saving for retirement. Do I like saving the amount of money I'm saving for retirement right now? No, it sucks. It's boring as shit. I would like to go out and, and buy so much cool, fun stuff and toys and neat things. But I also know that I don't want to be 59 and a half years old looking at my SEP and my IRA and all my investments and be like, hey, Man, you at 35 was just a dipshit. You really fucked me over, 35-year-old Jeremy. No, I want to look back and say, hey, 35-year-old Jeremy set you up, bro. That dude grinded. He hustled when he had the energy and he was motivated. Now you're old and finished and done. If that's how I feel at that point, hopefully I'm still jacked and and fit and healthy and still doing this. But if if I choose at that point that it's just over for me and I don't want to work and I'm done, I have the option. And I want to look back and thank the earlier me. And that's what you guys are going to have to do. It's the it's you six months from now. It's you a year from now. It's you two years from now saying, hey, thanks. Thanks, Sally. It really helped that you ate right and that you trained because now I'm fit and healthy and I own it. And I have a set of skills I can use forever. But because you put the work in two years before, you're thanking yourself for the future. It's you investing. It's planting the seeds. And it's not you you know, planting yourself in the ground because you're dead. It's you planting yourself in the ground like a seed so you can grow and be the person you want to be and be as healthy and fit and as happy as possible a year from now, three years from now, five years from now. Because if you think it magically it's just going to get better on its own, it will not. I promise you that, guys. It never has for anybody. Nobody got older and got fitter and healthier and leaner and more mobile by eating like shit and not training. It's never happened. If you've done it, shoot me a DM. We'll create a product together. We'll be richer than Jeff Bezos. Let's do it. But short of that, I've never seen it happen to you guys. So when you wake up every day and you take an audit of yourself of how you feel, um, how your joints feel, how you look, how you move, when you look in the mirror and you weigh the choice between you know cookies and beer and wine and how you look and feel, it's up to you guys, the choice you're going to have to make. Is passing up, you know, this happy hour or this lunch or this dinner or this junk food worth it just to feel better in my clothes? Just to be healthier? Just to be able to chase my kids around? Just to have a better quality of life? Maybe to see your abs, whatever your goal is. You have to ask yourself, in the end, is it, is it worth me giving up all this stuff? And in my humble opinion... Fucking right it is, dude. Like, it's changed my life completely. Um, I was not always this fit. I was not always this healthy. I was not always this happy. I was not always this mindful. Um, It really has given me a life that I don't think I could have doing anything else. Now, I could make more money if I was, you know, in 
you know, just finances and I just did stuff to grind things out, but I make a shit ton of money as it is and I have a pretty awesome life and I'm healthy and I'm happy and I can speak to people from a place of influence and I can help them and I can share the gift with them because you can take away all the stuff, dude, all the money, all the, the bullshit, fake famous stuff, all the magazine covers, all the opportunities and big brands or whatever. And if I was only left today with this body, how it looks how it moves, how it feels, how much energy I have, how I feel like I could kick the shit out of the 22-year-old me, I wouldn't trade it for the world, dude. So for me, yeah, it's been worth it to give up a couple happy hours to maybe put off eating a burger on a Wednesday and waiting till Saturday to do it. For me, tracking the macros. For me, actually educating myself on micronutrients and you know, not being sick as often. Like I rarely, knock on wood, not watching I'll get sick tomorrow. Uh, knock on wood, I rarely ever get sick, you guys. Um, and, and I remember like back when I was growing up, I would get sick at least once or twice per year minimum. And in college, dude, I'd run myself into the fucking dirt. I'd sleep like shit, train way too hard, um, eat like crap. And I'd find myself with a terrible sinus infection or the flu or something at least once or twice per year. And now I rarely, rarely ever have that stuff. And I have so much energy and I feel so good every single day. And I could not do this if I did not feel amazing. And that's the biggest thing is if you can really do it from a place of being healthy and understand that you're not sacrificing just to look good in a swimsuit. You're not sacrificing just, you know, to fit into a certain size of clothes. You're not sacrificing just to take a picture on vacation or for a pool party. You're doing it to feel good for the rest of your life. And the byproduct is you'll eventually end up looking like a fucking rock star. If you do it from a standpoint of I'm eating this way to feel good, to wake up and have more energy, to be more productive, to sleep better, I'm eventually going to look a certain way. If you do not feed your body shit, it cannot produce an image that is shitty. It just can't. Now, if you're crazy and you have body dysmorphia, we all have to some level, I feel you. But if you're feeding your body the right things, it it only, and you're training, it only has a choice to create lean muscle tissue, to lower your body fat, and you'll start to look and move and feel the way you've always wanted to. Now, you might have to be patient. You might have to be diligent with it. You might have to sacrifice more or less things. But I promise you guys, if you do it consistently over time, it will pay off. And it is 100% worth anything I've ever given up in life. And that goes for everything. That's for me building this business. That's for me saving money for retirement. That's for me paying off my house early. Whatever it may be, it's always been worth it. It is always worth me putting in the hard work up front to live a life later on that very few people ever could. And it just takes you committing to yourself. You're not doing it for anybody else. You're committing to yourself and you're sacrificing little things along the way. And you pick and choose what those are. But I promise you the commitment is always worth it. And if you do that, you guys, you'll be successful, not just in your eating, but anything else you do in your life. So hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Again, I know it, it, it all touches on a lot of the same stuff we've always talked about, but if you find yourself in a funk or you're having a mental struggle with yourself or a battle, just know I'm right there with you and I'll never not have it. You're not weird. You're not crazy. It is hard as shit. It's hard as shit for all of us, even for me. But if you mentally train yourself over time, just like you train your physical body, you'll be able to do it and you'll be able to create a lifestyle that's sustainable that allows you to be healthy and happy, not just for the today, but for the rest of your life. So if you're on iTunes right now, stop, 
Don't be a lazy ass. Drop me a five star. Leave a comment if you love the podcast. And if you think this can help anybody, please share it with them. And again, you guys, if if we have provided any value for you whatsoever on Instagram or YouTube or in person or on Facebook or on LinkedIn or Twitter or Tumblr or on the podcast in general, please share this with somebody else. It means the world to me. It really does. Um, the more people we can help get legit information into their brain and not be so hard on themselves and not fuck themselves up and sabotage themselves, um, if that's my legacy on this earth, I'm more than happy to do that. And that's why I do this. Um, we put these podcasts up for free just because I do think they can help you guys because um, nobody was there to help me and really um, talk me through you know, the eating struggles and the training struggles. I just had to kind of navigate it on my own. And I know it would have been a lot easier if I could have had somebody chirping in my ear, um, if nothing else, as just like a, a gangster cheerleader to tell me to just you know, shut the fuck up and just, and just keep moving forward because it is worth it. The juice is worth the squeeze, you guys, in this. And uh, just keep putting in the work. So anything else you guys want to hear in the podcast, hit me up, let me know. Oh, really quick. My man, I got a, a, a guy here. His name is Kent. And Kent is amazing. Kent is like, I don't know how old Kent is, 60-some, 70 maybe. Uh, looks great. A dude is amazing shape, awesome, beautiful white hair, gangster white mustache. I could never pull it off, so Kent, you're a rock star. And if you guys are on Instagram and YouTube right now, I'm going to show you this. Kent brought me this. It's this little, it's an F-bomb. It's like a. It's like metal. It's a hard, like, if you can hear that's super dense. It's an F with a bomb and like a little ignite on it right there. And Kent gave me this because Kent loves the podcast, but Kent says I swear too much. Um, probably more particularly the F word. So I appreciate you, Kent. Thank you for sharing that with me. I think it's fucking awesome. And that one was for you, brother. I appreciate it. I know I swear a lot to you guys. I apologize. It's just who I am. I have to speak my truth. That's just how I feel about it. And I'm sorry if some of you guys can't get past it. But for those who do, I appreciate you listening. It's just my ghetto version of me. And that's just kind of how I express myself. It's, it's my cathartic way of uh, letting out my energy. It's just it's most my passion, you guys. I'm not doing it to offend you or make you feel bad. It's literally just how my brain communicates to my mouth. And that's what I feel is a way that I can convey it to you guys in, in showing uh, some emphasis on words, or at least it's the way I can uh, show expression because I am, I am a robot in a, in a mutant kind of deep down. I don't really, I don't get too high. I don't get too low, but uh, that's my way of expressing myself to you guys. So thank you for listening, uh, even despite the F-bombs that uh, tend to leak in there. So until next time, you guys, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please just keep doing shit you love and people enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.